Greetings, Flynnvar here, salesman, bachelor, and nurturer of the cutest whittled dragon in the kingdom. So, we were being betrayed by these sneaky bandits, and our amulets were blocking us using our magics and weapons. But, turns out we can still handle ourselves. Ah, still got the old training. And even if it was a little bit tougher, I'm pretty sure Karen bit one of those guys to death with her bare hands. Yikes. And it turned out that the beast we were tracking was our old friend Friskin the Tabaxi, who was collecting a Elytrum for Master Speck. He let us help ourselves to the loot he's been collecting, and then it was off to Titan Slumber, which is a huge festival full of people performing their best talents. We had a great time buying merch and checking out the stage when this horrible lumpy person appeared out of nowhere and made our ambulance disappear. <sighs> No wonder they didn't want to come back here. Yikes! everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Jamison Breffitt's parchment company recording back in our very own awesome cool studio Woo. my name is Penny D and I'll be your DM today and my favorite dessert is I actually really like hot plus cold so like a hot pie with ice cream or like hot custard with something cold I, I think like a slice of like blueberry pie and then like a bit of ice cream on top of that, like chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream, I think would be my favorite dessert. It's just, it reminds me of being a little kid, Aww. I think. So I really like the hot plus cold that's dessert. That's me. That is a that is a good poll. That's delicious. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Stephanie and I play Frankie, the artificer. Everyone loves him. No one wants to be him. No one wants to be him, though. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to be with him. They want to be with him, just not him. My favorite dessert hands down i love a good trifle mm. like trifle summer is my favorite because i'm like mm, it's trifle season <laughs> uh, you know you make your sponge and you have your brandy or your sherry and your jelly and your fruit and your cream and your custard and it's just all layered nicely and you finally get a good trifle bowl and you layer it and it's like oh this is pretty and no one notices your pretty pattern you made it you just dig into it and you're <laughs> like oh. yeah that's my favorite but then you can't be too mad because you dig into it too and it's delicious. Yeah, yes, I am. I can't, <laughs> I can't be mad at myself because, you know, I love myself, but I can be mad at others. Of course. Hi, I'm Poppy. I play Ida for the Tiefling Rogue and uh, I'm going to sound real capitalist with mine because I don't like, there's not specific desserts I prefer. It's like... Viennetta. No. So I was going to say Duck Island Theory bread ice cream sandwich oh, yeah I mean, that's, yep. that's yeah. not capitalist that's just good taste yeah. <laughs> Hi, hello everybody so we live in the waikato and we have access to the best ice cream in the whole world so if you're ever in the waikato come to duck island and if you are duck island sponsor our show also Thanks. that thank you very much <laughs> and also very upsetting last night we were going to get thai food and we're also going to get the carl's jr cookie dough mm-hmm it's just been cut off. Aww. What, they discontinued it? But holy shit. Boycott Carl's Jr. Boycott Carl's Jr. If you're Carl's Jr., do whatever the opposite of sponsoring our show is. Sue us. Sue us. Please don't sue us. Anyway, that's me. Thanks. Bye. And I'm Liz, and I play Karen, your favorite dwarf barbarian. My favorite dessert is, it's a basic one, but... I'm always going to love a cheesecake. Mm. Always going to love a cheesecake. But are you like a baked or a continental? Oh, anything. Anything. Ooh. As long as it's got a biscuity crust and as long as it's got a lot of cheese and a lot of cake. I can do a lemon. I can do a strawberries and cream. I can do a cookies and cream. I can do chocolate. I can do anything. Whatever flavor. It's always cheesecake. It's always good. It's my favorite dessert. <laughs> cheesecake fandom if you're listening please don't come for us <laughs> they, they get like too touchy to like baked yeah it has like to be baked if it's not baked it's not a cheesecake i'm so sorry please don't come for us her views do not represent the podcast <laughs> cheesecake fandom i've got your back any cheesecake is a good cheesecake i love you um i support you i respect you cheesecake is the the, the best goodbye <laughs>
<laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's sign off my truck. Please, drop, please don't drop the mics. Cheesecake sponsor us, thanks. <laughs> just cheesecake. Yeah, just the, the concept. Hey, I'm Nathan and I'm playing Flinva, the Huffing Bard, and I have a basic bitch favourite dessert and then the bougie fashion favourite. <gasps> yes. Ooh. So, custard mm, is my like, um, basic go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, my basic bitch dessert is custard but then my fancy dessert is okay there was this one donut pizza shop that me and Cece had to go to date and it was like flaky pastry that flaky pastry and then it was like nectarine like composite and then it was had pistachios on top and you like bit into it and ate it with knives and forks and it was like oh that sounds really nice so like a flaky pastry they don't exist anymore the business that sold them so me and Cece are always chasing like that dessert high oh we are not a like you know foodie dessert rating Carl's Jr. hating podcast. We are a D and D podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> two days. <laughs> so we are getting into the third episode of Domain of the Ordinary. How do we? And we've we've had some pretty big stuff happen at the end of the last episode. How about we get back into it? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You are all standing amongst the crowd at Titan Slumber, near the stage, you know, the big Burning Man festival that's going on there, stalls all around, and this little, tumory, creepy little guy who called himself the judge popped up and did something and took your amulets away. So the judge did say some words in Celestial, which I don't freaking understand to be the word of Ascension states that if you are not chosen, you must return to the grotto and the amulets then disappeared. Then he said, the seeds have gone to the grotto here in the slumber. The true masters will prove themselves and rightfully earn them. But he said it in like a creepy, like, yeah, <laughs> like voice. So you're all standing there. You're, you know, shocked because your amulets are gone and you look back up to the judge because I don't know, maybe you want to throttle him. Maybe you want to ask him some questions. And he kind of melts into this like living black sludge liquid and just sinks into the ground not about you, that leaving you all alone what do you do I yell at the ground I'm like hey hey come back was this in front of a stage in front of other people or is it just us and him no like you're amongst the crowd you're not like in front of the stage but like there's a main crowd at the stage and then you're probably just outside of that where you know there's a little bit of space between the main stage crowd and then all the you know heading off into the stalls and stuff so you were kind of a little bit in between Karen's going to turn to someone next to her who looks like they've been to the man who burns a lot and she's she's wearing like a little pantsuit and she's got shopping bags so she definitely looks out of place and she goes oh excuse me um it's my first time here uh does that normally happen the person that you address is another dwarf they're dressed in all tie-dye and their beard is like sticking out in every direction <laughs> like they've been touching one of those electric ball things that makes your hair stand out hell yeah and they look at you and they've got like glazed red eyes and they're like does what normally happen oh my okay. god okay <laughs> can you tell me where the grotto is darling what okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to someone who knows anything. All right. Uh, take care. Um, drink lots of water. Bye. And in the background, you hear Ida just being Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our amulets at? Well, I don't know. He said something about a grotto and worthy being worthy of the seeds. He probably thinks we're not worthy of the amulets because we just took them. Rather than earning them. Like admittedly, yeah. But well, I feel like I've earned mine. I mean, yeah, he doesn't know us personally. They, they, cho- they chose us. We did. It seems a bit rude that he would be the one to judge. Oh. oh, his name's the judge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I feel like I'm getting a bit of a contact high from this crowd. Yeah, actually. We should go and find someone sober. As you say that, you hear from over at the stage, the MC is like... Ladies and gentlemen and friends of varied and indeterminate genders, we have just had ourselves the biggest announcement that we have had in decades. For the very first time, Titan Slumber is once again offering the prizes of old. And... The crowd like starts freaking out. Everyone's like screaming and going nuts and like 
throwing shit in the air and and the MC's like we can actually have winners here at Titan Slumber once again. So go get your domains ready, tune your guitars, practice your juggling, do whatever it is that you do and get up here on the stage and prove yourselves worthy of the ultimate prize. Oh god, it's a talent show. Is there four is there four major prizes? He doesn't say, but I mean you could roll inside if you want. Do it. So what did you roll for inside? A natural twenty. Yeah. Yeah, so the timing seems pretty instant that the prizes that they're offering could be your amulets. And he does invite the next people up on stage and it is a band, a bunch of teenagers with like homemade instruments. And he says to them, what is your domain? And they go, oh man, like our domain is like rocking out and, and jamming. And they're like, okay, rocking out and jamming. And he like points down to three people who are sitting at a desk just in front of the stage and he's like all right make your judgment and by the way they're just three people none of them are covered in tumors or made of living black liquid it's just simon cowell yeah one of them simon, yeah, one of them simon cowell yeah <laughs> uh, the fantasies is fantasy simon cowell kaiman sal yeah kaiman sal <laughs> he he passes on he's like all right well uh take it away show us what rocking out looks like and the band starts playing real badly oh uh, and so yeah so they're now performing there now appears to be some kind of prize that they're all going for so everyone's like you know you see a lot of people leaving the crowd you know running off in different directions and out the side of the stage you can see this big ass line of people just like extending <laughs> out past what you can see who are all you know there's one guy who's like furiously practicing his juggling <laughs> there's another guy who he's doing like mouth exercises there's a couple of people walking around with their hands like acrobats like, there's a lot of people who uh line themselves up to qualify for whatever this prize is is the mc still on stage once he like passed on to the band he did get off and move off to the side i'm gonna go and try and find him okay is everyone going or is just just karen i'm gonna stick together yeah i'm gonna stick together yeah okay cool and karen is going to move in the way that you know, you know when you're trying to get somewhere and you're not technically allowed to be somewhere, but you just move very confidently and very quickly. Like you're meant to be there, yeah. Like you're meant to be there. So Karen just bustles behind stage to find the MC. Roll me a perception check. Not that I feel like there's going to be security at an event like this, but, you know, confidence is key. Confidence is key. And the, the, the thing is, is that there's a big queue and some people might be like, she's jumping the queue. So Look, I'm here for professional about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that to... Uh, 12. Okay, with a 12, you do see him waiting in the wings, but the only way up there would be to basically go to the front of the queue of people who are waiting to go on stage mm. and like push in front of them and go up some stairs because mm. he's kind of waiting he's too far away to like talk to you could you could call out but like there's a loud band playing and there's a big crowd you would have to be extremely bold and or rude in order to get to where he is well those are two words that definitely describe karen <laughs> so she's going to do that <laughs> Um, Artifa can, he's looking at the line and he can see that just a couple down from the front, there's like, of course, they're all kind of off their heads a little bit, but the guys that are like maybe five people back from the front of the line are really just like focused. And Artifa's like, I can sneak us in there. Ooh. Can I do roll stealth to try and get us like fourth in line? Yeah, go ahead. Sweet. Nice. That's a 13. <laughs> Does anybody else want to help him? I do. Yes. So how are you helping? I don't know if you've ever waited in line like at a concert, but like when you're like walking up, like, oh, is this the, you know, like, what are we all waiting for? And you just start making conversation. Be like, oh, I really like your outfit. And like you just start talking and then you talk for long enough that you just stand there and then you're just there. Okay. Okay. You roll me performance. If you get over a 15, then you can have advantage on your stealth. Oh, no. What do you think? It's a 13. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, Frankie, not quite. Okay. So, Flynn, you can have a go. So, I want to stand off to the side a little bit and then back so that I'm trying to create a diversion, like a gentle version, not like... Okay. Roll me a, a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting in early. That's 11. So, what happens is that the three, like, all of you guys, like, you, you go to the front 
you look back down the line and then you like try to jump in at a different point you're all doing different things and behind you down the line you can start you hear people start to shout at you oh no and they're like hey no cutsies we've been waiting here for eight months to get to the front (laughs) and you know people like go back and get a number no cutsies Wait, there's a number system? Yeah, I mean everyone's like holding little tickets and stuff, so you could go, you could go get a number. While these three are annoying the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> infuriating the people waiting in line. Infuriating, infuriating the people in line. Karen is going to go up the stairs, cross the stage, and get to the MC. Okay, there is a security guard. Roll me an intimidation check. Cool. Oh shit. Oh. Let's do that again. In the box or nothing at all. Oh, that didn't sound good. No, it's it's not bad actually. That's a not natural 20. Yeah, okay. So the way that you're dressed says, I am not a concert goer. Yeah. And the fact that you're just like walking up, you don't even make eye contact with him. No, you do, do you make eye contact with him? If he tries to if he tries to step in front of her, she just says, move. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, so you, you rolled a good enough intimidation check that he does in fact move. And you now have a clear path. Like, you could hear people booing like back in the <laughs> line. Uh, but you do have a clear path to, over to the MC who's like... He's trying to get into the performance. Like you can see that he's like trying to tap his foot along with the beat of this band, but they're so off key that there's no consistent rhythm. (laughs) Yeah, he's just watching the performance and you can go up to him. She says, "Uh, hello, stop listening to this terrible band. Okay, you've sold me. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few questions about this contest. As you can see, it's my first time at Titan Slumber. Okay, sorry, who are you? My name's Karen. Okay, my name is Jared Jeffries. Jared Jeffries, it's lovely to meet you, Jared Jeffries. That's just my stage name, but it's fine. You can just call me that. It's okay. You can tell me your real name if you want, darling, but you don't have to. <sighs> it's Jared Jeffries, but spelt with G's. <laughs> oh, no. It's always, it's always smart to have a stage name. Yeah. You know, you got to keep, you got to keep your professional life and your private life a little bit apart, don't you, darling? It's just like, it's just not as, as pleasing to the eye when written down, so they changed it to Jace. What can I do for you, Karen? Well, I'm actually, I'm very curious about this contest. You said that they're finally offering the prizes of old. That's what I've been told. So what are those? The way that it used to work is people used to come here and they would demonstrate their talent or their commitment to a certain domain. And then if they passed, if they were judged correctly, I'm told that they would be in line to be like the ultimate person of that, you know, that domain. Look, I'm 34 and this hasn't happened for like 170 years or whatever. So I'm not 100%, but... People keep saying that they're going to be like rock gods or gods of juggling or like, you know, gods of handstands or whatever. So that, I guess, whatever that means. Interesting. Tell me a little bit more about these domains. Well, it's like everything's a domain, right? You can be like the guy who's really good at drawing. And so you would be like the guy for the domain of drawing or whatever, like maybe the domain of fine art or whatever. Does it always have to be something that you make like something well since i've been here it's always been a talent show but from what i understand like people come up here and they're like hello my domain is concentrating really hard on a picture of a cow and so and like rotating it in my head so like not really like you could your domain could be whatever you want it to be i guess as long as it's free and the government can't stop you (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you want to join the back of the line and your domain is like, I don't know, I am the person who is the best at being sneaky or I'm the person who's the best at, you know, running cables. And he's just like watching a guy run cables. (laughs) Do you think he's in the contest? We don't have electricity, so I don't know what those are even for, but... (laughs) There's a BDSM thing coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Well, thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. Are you going to be joining the contest? Oh, quite possibly. I've got a couple of colleagues. Well, if you're jumping in the back, I guess I'll see you in a couple of months. The <laughs> prizes will probably be gone by then, but mm. good luck to you. Do you think you can uh, get us in a little bit earlier? I mean, roll me a persuasion check. Yes. <laughs> 16. He looks at you and he's like, okay, so here's the thing. Mm. Bardo... Order is selling the most 
exclusive t-shirts over at her stand. She set it up and she has not sold a single one to a single person. If you could get me one of those t-shirts, then I could get, I could just, I could cut, I could, I could do cutsies for you. Say no more. What, your name's Karen, right? Of course. If you can get me one of Bardo Bordo's t-shirts. Bardo Bordo. Then we've got a deal. I've got you. Don't you even worry about it. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right, and Karen hops down off stage, and she, uh, these guys, I assume by this point, are. I'm going to take some guesses at how exactly you're causing mischief. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> Flynnvar is arguing with the people closest to him. Mm-hmm. Idafer is having a shouting match with someone about 20 people down the line. And it's a guy with bongo drums. And it's a guy with bongo drums <laughs> who is also hitting the bongo drums. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. And Frankie has collapsed on the floor. Oh, I didn't come here to be called out. Frankie has collapsed on the floor and he's trying to kind of crawl on the floor into the queue and people are pushing him away. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm small enough, no one will see. <laughs> Does anyone want to correct what's happening as Karen jumps off the stage? I feel like you've really like created this in your mind and I don't want to ruin that. Idafa, did you want to roll sleight of hand to see if you can steal a number? Yes, please. Do you want me to roll it four times to see if I can get four? No, you can roll one. That is an 18. Bongo guy was, I guess, 16th in line. So you actually do manage to swipe the number 16 from him. Okay. But from the fact that you guys were doing cutsies, he's probably going to check his number pretty soon. So That seems like a him issue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you now have the number 16. Uh, so you, you now have the number 16. You now have some options, I guess. You could. But the thing is, everyone saw you trying to do cutsies. So if it comes down to his word versus yours, the rest of the line is probably going to be against you. Don't worry, I've got a plan. I think what I'll do is I'll be like, I'll come over to Karen and be like, Karen, Karen, I got, I got number sixteen. Okay, good work. I'm, I have some, I have a plan. So we're going to go and find Bardo Border, and hopefully get in that way. You mean Bardo Border's bodacious T-shirts? So you, you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, she seemed kind of like uppity. Well, that's okay. Sometimes people who are uppity can also be very nice, and Karen kind of poses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to meet okay, that yeah, person. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's going to collect the rest of them, drag Flynn away from the almost physical fight that he's getting into. <gasps> <gasps> Tiny Flynn. Cool, so you are now looking for Bardo Bordo's Bodacious t-shirts? Yes. We'll call them Bardo Bordo's Bodacious Bustiers, just so we can keep with the bees. Bardo Bordo's Bodacious Beanies and more. <laughs> Bodacious Boutique. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. there, we yeah go. there it Bardo is. Bardo Bordo's Bodacious Boutique. So, roll me a group investigation check. Oof, sorry, team. <laughs> Oof, sorry, team. We've really, we really don't know what we're doing without our amulets. This is bad. Yeah, we're, we're not used to this. I got an eight. Oof. Steph? 25. Nice. A Frankie might save you there. Nate, what'd you get? 10. Karen? 13. Your group check is a 14. Mm. Sorry, Frankie. So, it takes a little while, but you do sort of by chance you're walking around these big rows and Frankie with your 25 you do happen to see like a tent that's a little bit higher than everyone else with like a bunch of like swanky looking crystals on flags like at the top of it does it look bodacious it does look bodacious it looks very it looks very bougie so it does take a little while it takes like an hour of walking around these and every now and then you can hear a big cheer from the crowd but but no as far as you can tell no one has like past yeah so yeah you you find the tent it is it's a really nice looking tent it's like the kind of tent that like i'm going camping but i'm a millionaire so i want to have all the like i, I, I don't like, i want to go glamping yeah yeah you can go in if you want fantastic yeah i'll go straight in inside there's a bunch of like glass cabinets with t-shirts inside of them oh my god and some of them have like been painted directly onto as canvases and some of them have been like cut into you know like if you fold a piece of paper you can cut a snowflake out of it like that's like a shirt and then you know it's it's high fashion it's the kind of stuff that you wouldn't wear in everyday life and if, if you put the painting t-shirt on you would instantly destroy its value <laughs> <laughs> it's like driving a car off a lot the very back there's a lady in like a really fancy multi-layered gown with her hair pulled back in a very tight ponytail and like huge eyelashes Creates a breeze when she winks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bardo Bordeaux, is it? 
Yeah. It's lovely to meet you. My name's Karen. Why do I care? I'm shopping for a piece of fashion for Titan Slumber's very own MC. She very obviously, like, looks you down and up and is like, I don't think you're in the right place for this. Oh, no. I know I'm in the right place for this, darling. Okay. So you said you were you were shopping for Jeffrey. Yes. You know that he spells his names with G's, right? G's sometimes, J's other times. It's very strange. The J's are a lie, darling. While this conversation is happening, Artifa. So I feel like Artifa kind of like resonates with this woman because he also just kind of doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like standing in front of some cases, just like, ugh, what even is this? <laughs> to try and get her attention. I heard Ido that this is so hard to get. It's Ooh. Irrelevant. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. She rolled a natural one on, essentially ignoring you, and so she's having this conversation with Karen, and her eyes keep flicking over to this this young, handsome, hip, handsome teenager who clearly doesn't want to be. And she's like, "I'm not sure I have time for you. I have a real customer." And she walks over to Idafa. She looks him up and down, and she says, "Let me guess, you me a city fashion model." I'm sorry, you need an appointment to speak with my client. <gasps> Very nicely done. <laughs> yes! Sorry, who's your client? I'm sorry, who are you? <gasps> roll me an intimidation check, my friend. Can I give him help because I'm like... Yeah, yeah, okay, roll intimidation with advantage because Idaf is helping. 22. Okay, you roll 22 on intimidation. She's now not allowed to talk to your client and this is the only thing that she now wants to do. I'm Bardo Bordeaux, I am a boutique fashion owner, and I'm actually looking for a new cover model for my next fashion set. I've moved on at this point. And I think that your young friend, that, you know, the thing is, is that tieflings are so new to the fashion industry that I might be the first. Frankie, what are you up to? Frankie is standing still trying not to touch anything. <laughs> he feels, he'll just bring the overall cost of everything down. <laughs> I don't understand fashion. It's okay, Frankie. It's not very fashionable here. And she pats his, she pats his hand, and they're, they're both kind of standing together near the counter, looking at some weird t-shirt that's got three vertical slices through it, kind of like it's been... And it's got, it's got, a, a, an, arm, it's got an arm sleeve all the way around it. Yeah, it does have slices all the way through it, like it's been attacked by some kind of beast. And she looks at it, and she crosses her arms, and she goes, mm. well, there's no accounting for taste, I suppose. Idafa, where are you at? What are you doing? There is a t-shirt in front of me and it just has a black dot on it. About, I don't know, five centimetres in diameter. I'm just like, what the f- What is this? Meanwhile, Bardo is like, I must have him. I have all manner of horn accessories that I've been experimenting with. As someone who's any kind of like squints a little bit part of the fashion industry, you can ex- you can appreciate the fact that my client only deals exclusively and there is a very long wait list. And as you understand, there's a bit of a currency in dealing with opportunities. And at the moment, there's no opportunity. Darling, when you're me, there's no such thing as a wait list because capital beats capital. So just tell me what you want. What does your... What does your beautiful boy what does he want so creepy (laughs) (laughs) beautiful boy beautiful boy Idafa obviously is like listening to this in the background and he goes he like clicks his fingers just doesn't even look behind him he's like Flynn this now and it's the t-shirt with the dot on it yeah okay (laughs) that I'm afraid I can't I'm afraid I can't give that to you that's a that's a a one of a kind original that dot was created. Okay, I guess I'm leaving then. No, 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 no. I, I can help you. Uh, perhaps we can make a deal after all. I'm sorry, the thing is, is that that dot is, is drow ink. And it was delivered to me by a very, very rare... Okay, rare, yes, rare yes. So, if I let you walk out of this tent with that shirt, you must come back and work with me. Are you, do you live in the city? I have a wonderful place in Yumea City. You can come see me there. Flynn, take her business card and the t-shirt as well. And he walks out. So so she spends a few minutes, because she's not just going to let like a million dollar t-shirt walk out yeah. the door, right? <laughs> and so she does spend a, a few minutes like taking your information. Do you give her real information or fake information? As you were talking and finding it, I just take the time to write 
a business card for you out of my nice parchment papers and it just says I. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. That's and exactly back, what I wanted. On the back like it's just a postal address, I guess. So so you give you give her Idafa's contact information. You mean fashion model I. So you <laughs> give it sorry, you give her fashion model I's contact information. Roll me one more persuasion check. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. She's very delicate when she like takes this shirt and she's only picking it up by the very like tips of her fingers on the shoulder seams you know making a big deal about how this is like the cotton was you know hand grown by like an artisan farmer and like all this bullshit that's probably not true and and she does hand it over to you she like drapes it over your arm very carefully could we so it's already folded it was hanging in the cabinet right yeah it was it was on like a mannequin like a bust can i pull more parchment paper out of my thing and put it in between it like we're like a nice gentle press oh yeah yeah absolutely like you're yeah no that and she's impressed by that too and she's like okay tell i that i will be contacting him his soon i have a new line and he's going to be the face thank you (laughs) and and then you leave yeah yeah okay cool (laughs) so you're out of you're out of bardo bordos you have as soon as we get out of like I guess her version. We're just like, oh my god, we did it. <laughs> I, I want you guys to know that I was originally going to say that she wanted a necklace, and the person selling the necklace wanted a thing, and then you had to go around <laughs> and like, yeah, trade like a fetch um, quest. But but the but the, the fashion model uh, like angle was so much better than so going around in circles funny. trying to get a bunch of fashion people the things that they thought were important. So. Oh my god, Flynn, you did an amazing job. That was so good. And I, how did you come up with I? That's fantastic. I just good at selling things. God, yes, you are. Even even I Karen didn't. promote him. <laughs> Frankie is so confused. He's like, "How come everyone's so mean?" Yet, how, did you just make friends with her? Like, I don't know. Happened? I'm a nice person. I swear. <laughs> it's okay, Frankie. We were just acting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where where to now? You heading back to the stage? Mm. I know. I saw you stealthily and heard you talking to Karen about a number that you took from someone Mm. would you be able to do that again but with someone lower back with a lower number so that person goes oh I've got a 16 and then they try and swap places and it creates like a distraction so that it can help us cut seats that is a good idea that's a great idea although I believe Karen said that this shirt's going to get us in line well it's always good to have a secondary distraction while we're doing cut seats because they might remember us yeah you're not wrong and then if it's someone else is doing it too, it's not just us. Nice. Okay, yep, Flynn, I got it. So roll me a stealth check, and then I'm going to have you roll a slider hand check afterwards for, like, switching the numbers. That is a 21. Nice. Woohoo! Okay. Yeah, so you're able to, like, you know, because this is a different section of the line and they don't recognize you straight away, you're able to go up and grab someone who has, like, 213 and, and pop the 16 into their pocket and then take the 213 out. Okay, cool. If Karen may, yes, she's going to start walking down the line, dressed because she's dressed in very official clothes, and she's going to start saying, "Make sure everybody checks their tickets to ensure that you're at the right place in the line." That's one more time. Make sure everybody checks their tickets to ensure that they're in the correct place in the line. Thank you so much. She keeps walking down. She's walking towards the stage. As she's walking towards the stage, she just keeps saying it. Please passes. read the information ticket in yeah. front of the chair in front. Yeah. This airport does not support solicitors. <laughs> when you get to the front of the queue, the guy that you, the, the bongos guy, is arguing with the is arguing with the security guy, uh, and he's he's trying to say that like he he should be next, and that you know he's waited a long time to be like the master of the bongo domain, and you know he's being kind of pretentious about it for a guy who plays bongos. <laughs> and again, Karen just walks straight past him. Yeah, the security guy remembers you. Do you have the t-shirt, or does Flynn still have it? Flynn's got it, but I I'm I'm assuming that Flynn has it out, and he hasn't like tucked it away somewhere, nah, so he's got it. I didn't want to crease it. Yeah, he's got draped over one of his arms yeah. like a waiter. She makes sure Flynn is right on her tail. It doesn't really matter. She, do- she doesn't really think it matters if Idafa and Frankie aren't there at the start because she can always call them up. Okay. Yeah, the bongo guy didn't talk to either of you two, so he's yeah. kind of busy doing his yeah. thing. If it was if it was like Idafa trying to push through, she'd, be good she'd, she'd probably point them out, but that, that's that's not happening. Her and Flynn are going to go up to the MC. He turns back and he's like, man, that was quick. How did you do that? We're just that good. These are these are incredibly rare i'm gonna get so much money for this by selling it on fantasy ebay <laughs> at the markets <laughs> 
and uh, and I wish you all the best. You know she doesn't like you. I mean, who really likes Bardo Bordeaux? We don't. We don't come to Bardo Bordeaux because of her personality. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> we come to her because she knows fashion. Mm, mm. Well, she tells us that she knows fashion, and she seems confident about that. So. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, here here it is. Uh, we've been we've been assured that this is Drow ink, and it's very rare. Apparently, there's a there's a bit of commotion with the next person. So get your people. You're on next. Thank you so much. Well, any hints for this delicious specimen of a cloth that you can give us to help us along? You will go out there. The judges will ask you what your domain is, and then. I guess you demonstrate that to me. Karen turns to Flynn and says, I, I've just realised we don't really... We haven't really talked about what our domains are. I'm just, oh, it's fine. I'm sure we'll figure it out. And she looks over to Idafa or I, and Frankie, and beckons them over with a with a hand. Frankie waves because he thinks you, you just wave. Yes, yes, Frankie. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, cool, come, cool, come, cool, come. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and bring Idafa. Yes, come on, I, both I, of you. I, I, I don't know if she went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. The bongo person sees Ida for go ahead and absolutely <laughs> loses it and has to be like physically restrained by the security guard and like get <laughs> off to Burning Man Jail. Oh, give him, give him the ticket, Ida for. Wait, what ticket? The one that's two hundred and something. Oh yeah, sorry, dude. I think you dropped those. <laughs> oh, he, his, his, his brain like implodes with how upset he is and he smashes his own bongos <laughs> as, the, as the security Broken guard like bongos. drags him away yeah so you guys are on the stage wing the people before you who they're tiger trainers uh finishing up they're tigers so one uh, of them is dead <laughs> <laughs> there's a white tiger on stage it's running free <laughs> uh, yeah so judges uh offer them some polite and tell them you know next time maybe make sure your tiger's gone to the bathroom before you present they dejectedly walk off the other side with only a middling score and then the mc goes out and he's like uh, what's your group called oh hold on group huddle group huddle okay guys are we doing this as a group uh y- yeah uh what? so okay so uh, the domain, the domain. Um, are we the away team? Yeah, we're the, we are That's the away team. Name. That's our name. The away team. Okay, cool. And he doesn't he doesn't listen to you anymore, and he like walks out onto the stage. Domain, domain. What are we really good at? What are our strengths? Well, saving the world. We were really good at magic. Yeah, that's kind of gone now. No. Okay, so what are we good at without magic? Um, and before you can go any further, you hear, and please put your hands together for the away team. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the crowd starts, like, cheering. <laughs> and it's time for you to go on stage. Kia ora, Penny here. Time for a little break. And I hope you are having a nice day on this beautiful long weekend. A reminder that our next live show, Frankie's Big Date, is in two weeks on Sunday the 19th of February, going live at 12pm midday with our full cast and a very fun special guest. Keep an eye on our social media pages for links, and my apologies, but there may not be a poster for this one. Liv and I are moving into our first home uh, the week before the show, so they may not have time to do me up in art. Rest assured, the show is still going on, and it's going to be a Valentine's Day blast. Thank you to our JBPC patrons for your support of the show. James Courtright, Sam Sarah at Gamers ADHD. Fun facts with waffles. Aotearoa New Zealand has the world's only alpine parrot. It's called the Kia and a flock can strip a car. Claire McDonald, Jules Bergeser, Violet, Shobna Lee, Alex Moore, Lyndon Hood, Jesse Wesson, Disturbed1NZ, and Andrew Evans. I slayed our most hated enemy and took his skull, but I only have the one, so you'll all just have to share it. I'll just put it down over here. If you would like to become a supporter of the Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company, go check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast. There are multiple tiers with different rewards you can unlock, as well as a very recently slain drinking mug for your ale and coffee and stuff. And also, we post Patreon-only content from time to time. Music credits, thanks to Diala for Green Grass, Cheel for Smoky Eye, Jeremy Blake for Through the Crystal, Underbelly for Brain Melt, Unicorn Heads for Six Seasons, South London Hi-Fi for Enchanted Forest Dub, Kevin McLeod for Dopplerette, and the whole other for Beyond the Lows. 
As always, our social media pages are facebook.com slash Podcast and at JBPC Podcast on Twitter. And keep an eye on the Kiwi RPG hashtag for all sorts of things that Kiwi creators like us are doing with their projects. Alright, I think that's it. Next episode, Domain of the Ordinary Part 4, will be out on March 5th as the next fortnight will be time for the live show. I will see you all then. Yeah, Karen will come on and she will beckon everybody else on. She's Does anybody have stage fright? Does anyone get like freaked out with like hundreds of people cheering and staring at you up on the stage? I think after being told that I'm a model, I'm completely fine with that. Okay, those. so you're voguing? Yes. Karen is fine because at, in the hive she had to present in front of yeah. way scarier people. And the presentations you'd have to do at work. Oh, I can't oh, even God. imagine. Oh, God. I know, right? I think Flynn will be a little bit nervous, but he'll finger gun his way through it. Nice, yeah. Frankie would be a little nervous as well, but he will just imagine that there's no one else in the crowd except Ido. Oh. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somewhere Murphy is a little dejected. And so you walk out onto the stage and the judges look up at you. One of them's, I don't know, looks like Chuck Norris, I guess. Thanks to the movie Dodgeball. As soon as as, <laughs> as soon as I was trying to describe the judges, I was like, all I could think of was Chuck Norris. Oh my okay. god, he's in Dodgeball. I totally forgot. The judges look up at you and say, All right, well, what are your domains then? My name is Karen, and my domain is mentorship. And I'm here today to present to you these three wonderful individuals. One of the judges is about to lean, like, they look really confused. And one of them's about to lean forward and say something, but across Titan Slumber, you hear a gong. Oh. One of the chimes that you heard before goes off. Mentorship is uh, a- I'm sorry, Karen, was it? Uh, you've had your moment. The, uh, we have to move this along. You, lovely, dressed, well-dressed halfling, what is your domain? And everyone is really off-put by that chime. Like, you can see people looking around and whispering, and the judges are, like, really confused by it. Oh. I expected Karen to have more time with that. <coughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Flynnvar, and my domain would be integrity. So I am going out in the world. Gong. Okay, okay well, well. And the judges are like, what has happened? Okay, I don't know how you plan on demonstrating that, but are you doing that? Is that you? No, I would tell you if I was. Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just hold that for a minute. You, yes, the the probable tiefling model. What is your domain? And he has his head down and he's like, I am Idafer. And li- like, real dramatic, lifts his head. And my domain is loyalty. The middle judge is like, these are really odd domains. I don't know how, gong. And everyone now, like this has happened three times and everyone's like looking around like, unsure of what's happening and some people are looking past you like over the stage and the thing behind the stage is the big burning effigy and and they're really weirded out they're like okay um and you uh tall human what is your what is your name what is your domain my name is frankie and my domain is heroism and he starts quoting Mariah Carey's hero. Oh my god! <laughs> as you're as you're reaching, you know, you're you're kind of singing the the instrumental part that comes up to the beginning, and then the gong goes off again, but it's broken. Like just like the last time you heard them, the fourth one's like katang, and then behind you, the curtains that are the back of the stage begin to part on their own. And everyone is like whispering to themselves and like everyone seems super confused. Like you have not been here before, but you get the feeling this is not what normally happens. And you look behind you and a ramp made of like made of soil forms itself like magically behind the stage and a pathway of fire lines itself all the way to the effigy where the fire itself has parted and you can see the entrance to a stairwell that goes down into the ground underneath their effigy. Oh, guys. Uh, this seems like it's for us. And the judges are just like, 
we have no idea what's happening. But, and then from like below the ground, that like black living liquid starts to come up and like forms that little weird tumory gross little man that called himself the judge and he stares at you and he says no no you're not worthy do not go down there and everyone's like looking at this guy like what the fuck is happening here we're doing it what you're not I my think mom. the soil wants us to go down there yeah bro the soil wants us over there Karen turns to the three judges and she says thank you for your time and she turns towards the the ramp of soil and she ushers everybody up the stairs as you sort of like walk down this path that's lined by like small fire on each side the little gross little man the judge comes up from the soil next to you and he's not walking he's kind of just gliding along the soil looking at you as you walk and he's like these trials are not for you these trials are not for you you cannot go down there who are they for they are for the worthy and you are not worthy. How come we're not worthy? Who are you to tell us who we are? Yeah, go to who the doctors. You, who are you to tell us if we are not ordinary? I am the judge, and I am the direct subordinate of the broodmother. And you will not, you will not take these trials. They are not for you. Uh, we're gonna go take them, bro. Catch up. Cool. And you've reached the stairs. I'm out. Are you going down? Yeah. yeah. So you've reached this enormous, like, big 50-foot burning effigy, and between its legs, like, right in the center, in the ground, basically, it kind of looks like it's just been terraformed from there's, there's this, these perfect stairs with little handrails that are made of all soil leading down into the ground. Idafa's going first. Yeah, let's take these trials, guys. Karen will bring up the rear, make sure everybody's going okay, and she will, because we've got two people who can see in the dark, so we've got Idafa in the front and Karen at the back. So, yeah, you start walking down these stairs, and the, the Dark Vision people especially, one thing that you notice is the walls... You think that it's like dark past your dark vision, kind of like it was in the vault, mm. right? You couldn't see past it. But what you realize is that it is not darkness that is the walls of this place. It is like this black swirling liquid, kind of similar to what the judge was made of when he was tra- when he was like forming himself. Mm, gross. You can hear these weird unsettling whispers coming from all around you. Roll me perception checks, everybody. Oh, tiddlywinks. That's a natural one for me. Uh, that is an 18 for Karen. Unnatural 21 for Flynn. 16 for Frankie. Idafa, you start to feel dizzy uh, from like the intensity of all these whispers and like the, the, the blackness as you go into the ground kind of closing in on you. And the rest of you, you can hear these like multiple distinct voices. None of them you can understand, but... They're coming from far away and yet right beside you. You can feel the darkness on either side of you, like closing in, making you feel pinned in and claustrophobic as it gets closer and closer. And it closes in on you on every side. And the whispering begins to penetrate your minds, talking about your thoughts and languages that you don't understand. Frankie, Frankie, hold on to Ido. I think he's having a bit of a hard time. Yeah, Frankie would have just by the shoulders to just like just as the whispering and the like pressing in on you reaches the top of its intensity it backs off and it's gone and the stairs hit the bottom and the room opens up into a space that kind of looks like an entranceway to a modest house there's an umbrella stand there's a coat rack there's some kind of chest there's a mirror on the wall there's a small table there's a bowl with keys in it and a little sandwiches on a plate. Even the wallpaper looks like really modern and the floor is carpeted. At the other end of the room where you might expect to see a lounge or the entrance to a kitchen, there's an imposing stone archway on the other side of which you can see more of that like inky swirling blackness. And above the archway, who can read Elvish? Um, Karen, Karen can, but she's not very good at it. Yes, Frankie can. Those of you who can read Elvish, Frankie and Karen, there's some ancient text carved into the stone. The stone itself does not match the sort of modernity of the room that you're in. And it says the domain trials. It says the domain trials. Yeah, so you're in this little weird, like, super out of place entranceway in this underground cave. 
behind you is the stairs back up foyer area like as though you'd walked into like karen's house looks kind of nice like the little space where you'd walk in and there's you know all kinds of stuff karen checks herself in the mirror you look concerned but pretty normal uh well uh, the only thing to do is press onwards right i'm gonna take the umbrella roll me a dexterity saving throw i knew it was a trap (laughs) 17 yeah so you reach for the umbrella and you just managed to pull your hand back as it like tr- it, like the umbrella opens up a mouthful of sharp teeth and oh, you it's can a mimic. S- and you can see like a bunch of like weird little eyes all over it as it like snaps at you oh, oh uh, excuse then, like, me when it misses you kind of retreats back to pretending to be an umbrella and all of you roll me perception checks now the lesson here kids is don't touch stuff that's not yours karen got a natural 20 I got a 17. Natural 20. 18. We're wasting our natural 20s on perception checks to see oh, mimics. <laughs> and now that, now that you like saw this thing like snap at you and then like retreat back into being an umbrella, you look around and you can see that like on the mirror, there's like this like wiggly little smile with some teeth on it and like eyes all around the edge of the frame and the chest as well. Like you can see it looking up at you with his little eyes and like the little key bowl is like, you could see what the, some of the keys might actually be the mimic's teeth. And you look around and you realize that like this entire room, the walls, the floor and everything in it is composed of mimics pretending to be furniture. Every single thing in this room is a mimic and they're... Even even the floor? So if we step on the floor... The floor is carpeted, but there's like a place that you could go where you wouldn't be standing on the carpet. This definitely seems like the first trial. I assume we just have to make it through this room. Yeah, yes, yes. Let's, let's, let's move on, everybody. I don't really want to spend more time in here than necessary. Yeah, sorry, Umbrella. You hear like a weird clicking noise as it like responds to you so that you apologizing to it. Yes, uh, it was nice to meet everybody and Karen is saying this while she's kind of sidling around the edge of the room, not touching anything, not touching the rug to get to the archway. And she's like, well, it was uh, very nice to meet you all. Um, <laughs> have a have a, have a a wonderful day. Roll me a dexterity check to see how good you are at getting through all of this. Nice. You, like you're, you're walking and you're kind of like sidling around and your f- your lava foot is not has never been the same never since been the, same. the lava. Oh, that's right. It's just like it got like half the feeling back, but it has been a little bit you know troublesome sometimes. And you do step on the carpet, and the carpet then like takes a takes a bite out. Oh, what the? It closes its jaws on you and does a little bit of a bite here. I'm gonna roll an attack roll. A bit of a bite, <laughs> just a cheeky nibble. Just a just a little nibble. It rolled a two. You like step on the carpet and it begins to close its jaw on you, but you manage to pull your uh, foot out of it, and then it goes back to pretending to be a carpet. You've got this weird little wiggly smile, it's just kind of looking at you, kind of daring you to step on it again. And she says, oh, sorry, 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 okay, we're, we're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving, and she's oh, And the rest of you? Yeah, I'm just zooming through. Are you going over the rug, or are you going around? Oh, around. Cool, roll me a dexterity check. 17. Yeah, okay. You do manage to get through everything pretty quickly. How big is the rug? How big is the rug? Yeah. Um, you could easily, like you being a small guy, could easily walk around at, okay. um, just by walking sideways. Um, <laughs> that way you're not touching the wallpaper behind you and you're not touching the rug. There is space for you to walk. Careful and aware of your movements, then you could touch something. All right, well, I'm just going to try and sidle. I was okay, thinking it was big enough to roll jump. Roll me a dexterity check. And Frankie, if you're going to, roll me a dexterity check as well. 20. You do get past it. And you hear like a happily, a happy sort of gurgling noise coming from the wallpaper behind you. Definitely feels like a happy noise. Like it feels like a cat's purr, but with more, like more gurgly in it as you, as you go past. And Frankie, what did you get? Frankie rolled a 13 because he's a clumsy boy. You're focusing so much on the carpet in front of you that you do brush your back up against the wallpaper and the wallpaper does try to take a bite out of it. You're going to bite my butt. Oh, oh my gosh. Get some teeths. Oh, my butt, again. Yeah, it bites your butt, and it's going to do five plus three. It's going to do eight uh, piercing damage. and kind of, like, burns a little bite mark out of your pants. My butt hurts. Oh, no. oh, Frankie, Frankie, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, Frankie, you all right? But it doesn't, like, try to hold on to you. And even after it takes the bite out of you, it lets go, and you can hear that happy gurgling noise again. Can, um, can Welby from under my hat give a little bit of not a, a mean chirp, but just, like, a chatty chirp back? Like a- yeah, Welby could do whatever you like him to do. 
Uh, yeah, Welby, Welby does chirp back at the creature. What like Welby can communicate telepathically with things, right? A winky emoji. Welby passes back onto you like like a happy face, like a like the concept of someone having fun. Oh my gosh, these things are ch- so. You guys are so cheeky, you cheeky things. There's something kind of endearing about mimics, isn't there? I think yeah. they are quite cute. I, I think they're cute. They're just trying to do their best. Yeah. I do feel like we are um, wasting time here because... No, you're quite right, yeah. It, it is... And she kind of turns to look at the archway with its swirling black ink just covering the entirety of it. She goes, it is kind of scary, but I'm sure that if we're all together, it will be okay. We've literally been in a town that was falling beneath us, so I think we'll be fine. Yeah, my butt will heal. Hold, hold hands to go through? Yes. 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 And yep. he grabs Karen's, one of Karen's hands. Okay. And Karen will grab Idafa and Frankie's hand. And then I'm I'll gonna grab, grab someone's hand who well. can see. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll grab someone's hand. Yeah. And then I grab someone's hand and we're all actually just tangled. Oh, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> 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 um, and so you step into the archway and as you do the blackness parts in front of you and as you step like into the space that it's now created it closes behind you in every direction there's this like swirly inky blackness and you can see like the shininess of eyes and like little little toothy smiles um and as you keep walking into the further and further into the space you can hear that whispering again. And Flynn, you can actually understand some of it. Flynn, you hear a voice that no one else can hear. And it says, Flynn Bar you are noble. You are worthy. You need not pass a trial. We see you are integrous to receive your reward. Are you guys getting positive affirmations as well? No, my and- inner thoughts are usually pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Things like the moon, bats, cats. Flynn's gonna, like, out into the icker. Um, he's gonna, like, stage whisper back, What do I need to do? And he just matches the tone just because he's a bit creeped out and he doesn't realise he's matching the tone. Yeah, okay. Your friends are not worthy. Allow them to fail. On their own, do not assist, and you will take your rightful place. And so the swirling darkness around you begins spinning faster and faster, and the whispers begin whispering louder and quieter, and all around you. whispering and swirling and it starts getting closer and closer in on you and you can feel it in your mind Karen you can feel it in your mind and then it with one swift motion you find yourselves in a round room the floor is the floor is made of smooth marble and the walls are made of that same swirling shifting darkness ahead of you the floor drops off and across a short ravine around 15 feet There's a ledge with a red circle swirling around it. Karen, around your feet is a swirling circle of black. And all around you, staring at you from out of the walls, with arms forming and fading and eyes appearing and disappearing, rejoining the legion, are the mimics. And in a whispering, raspy voice, hisses at the chamber that you all find yourselves in. And Karen, you understand two words. Trial start. Trial start. What? Trial start. They just said trial start. Is this mine? I... Okay. I'm standing in a black circle. Is it? Is it like inky ikori or is it just... Yeah, and it's kind of like... It's kind of like moving and waving and like, you know, popping up in places and going back down. It's definitely made of the same stuff that the mimics are made of. Okay. And then there's a red circle over there. And is that also kind of popping or is it still? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you are you are sort of within the circle and mm. nobody else is. Mm. What happens if I try to move outside of the circle? 
as soon as your foot goes over it, you hear like a really harsh negative hissing. Okay, I have to stay here. And I guess I have. we have to figure out what all of you have to do, I suppose. Karen, roll me an insight check. That's a natural 20. <laughs> yes. This is a jump that you yourself would have no problem making because of your like because of your natural abilities but you're probably the only person who knows how to cross this like i don't it's like hmm because he notices that when you step out we all hear the hissing or just her yeah i'm like well we i feel like you shouldn't leave that circle karen but it's okay i've got an idea to get across i have to get you all to the other side you have to manage us i have to yes i have to get you all to the other side she has to mentor us. Uh, Just a reminder, I can transform into animals. Some animals can jump real good. Okay, so let's let's see. Let's let's see what we've got here. And she starts rooting around in her bag and she pulls out a potion and it is a luck potion. And she says, "Frankie, I think this one's for you." Hmm? Uh. <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I can't get it out of the. As soon as your hand goes over the circle, they start hissing at you again. Can I? Can I chuck it at Frankie? You can if you want to try. Okay, uh, Frankie, catch. Frankie, roll a dexterity check. I believe in you. That's a seventeen. Yeah, you catch it. Oh, thank God. But they really didn't like it. Like as soon as your arm went over the threshold of the circle, they really did not like that. Okay. So Karen's going to just kind of take a stance inside the black circle and just say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Idafa. Yes. You are going to transform into... Hmm. You can do a deer, right? I can do a deer. I think a deer will be able to jump this, this gap. We're going to get a flinvar to attach a rope to you, mm-hmm. nice and securely, jump the gap, Mm-hmm. And you are going to be able to use the luck potion and get over to the other side of the ravine with the rope that we've attached. And I will be holding the rope on this side, nice and tight, and I won't let go, I promise. So all I need you to, you to do is F- Flynn and Frankie, I need you to be able to cross that rope. Can you do that for me? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay, fantastic. And um, she's going to get out the 50 foot of rope and holding onto one side, just kind of chuck the other end out and say, all right, secure that to to to, to Idafa and you and me, Idafa, we're going to get these two across, okay? All right, boss. And I, like, transform into a deer. And I'm um, like, Idafa, yeah! this is the first time you've tried to do wild shapes since your uh, amulet oh, has been gone. Fuck. So I want you to roll me an arcana check oh, to decide whether or not you can do it. Five. So, Idafa, you try really hard. You take out a piece of electrum and you think really hard about being a deer the same way that you do before. But it feels like something in this like pathway is missing there's a there's a step that you're not able to perform in this transformation um, and you, after a minute you open your eyes and you look at your hand and the electrum's still there and you're still Idafa Karen I <laughs> I I I can't I can't transform it's okay it's okay it's okay we've got we've got other plans everything's going to be all right is there anything else in this room? Uh, just at the moment, just the swirling circles, the the gap, the the liquid walls, and the marble. Mm. Okay, we're gonna try something, Idafa. So come 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 on over, okay. come on over, come and sit down. Okay. Everything's gonna be all right. Hi, Karen. All right, I can't I can't uh, I can't reach out to you. Yeah, you can go across the. Can circle. I reach in? It doesn't it reacts in zero oh, okay. ways when you go in. Okay. Yeah, my foot like it's, it's like I'm 
neck going cross-legged and my foot touches like goes over the circle. It kind of like, feels a bit oh. like a, like if you okay. stand on the on the circle itself, it feels a bit like a slug like crawling across your foot. But there's no eee. there's no negative eee. repercussions for it other than that. <laughs> other than the grossness. Yuck. Yeah. Okay, Karen's gonna yeah. stack um, two pieces of electrum in Idafa's hand and close his palms and then put her hands over them, and she's gonna say, "Okay, I know it's more difficult without." the amulet, but you are amazing, and I know that you can do this, and I'm going to talk you through it, okay? So close your eyes, Okay. and you're going to become a deer. I'm going to become a deer. You're going to become a deer. I'm going to become a deer! <laughs> yeah! Go super saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a deer. Uh... I'd for Romy and I kind of check with advantage because Karen is helping you. That's a lot better. That is a 21. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. It, t- it takes you a second, but when you open your eyes, you are looking at Karen from a different perspective. Uh, you're looking at her through eyes on the sides of your head rather than on the front of your face. And you stand up and you have, in fact transformed into a deer. She pats him on the shoulder and she says, good job, Ida, for I knew you could do it. And okay. Ida's really excited, so he just like hops around a bit <laughs> and he puts his horn down to um, Flynn, who has the other end of the rope. He's oh, like, yeah. you know, come on, come tie. on. Okay. Tie, 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 tie. Alright. <laughs> and Ida was going to jump the gap. Okay. Roll me an athletics check using the deer's stat block. While we're talking about this, Flynn, when you tie the rope on, you hear some negative hissing noises from behind you. Oh! But the only you can hear them. My roll straight off is 13. Okay. So you get yourself you get yourself going. You run for it. You launch out yourself out into the gap. And then you begin to fall. Greetings, darlings. Mardo Bordeaux here. And I can't believe such a fantastic specimen, such a fashion icon, has gone. Remember, darlings, money, wealth, influence, all of these things mean nothing if you don't have style. Thanks for listening to the show. Now get out of my bodacious boutique.